I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right. All right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. I am Fired up for this week, and I have that funny feeling I get down deep in my ball sack when a monster slate of winning picks are coming. As a matter of fact, (laughs) it feels so good looking at our premium picks up on the website right now, college and NFL together as a perfect couple this week, just the way God intended, because some things just go better together. Don't give me mashed potatoes and no gravy. Don't give me peanut butter and no jelly. I don't want you to give me a Hummer with no (laughs) hoo-ha. Actually, scratch that last one, Bo Cephas. I'll take a BJ any day. Now, whether you are here for the funny. (laughs) Oh, hilarious, hilarious. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. It's called having a sense of humor and laughing. You should fucking try it once in a while. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way and as always here on the sports patio we got the tvs glowing we got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Three Philosophers from Gross. the brewery Almond Gang in Cooperstown in New York. Fantastic fucking beer. Four out of five stars. I read it on the app. Nah. And Longhorn, as we embark on a new season, I just wanted to share three of my all-time favorite philosophy quotes. Oh, my God. Okay. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Number one. 
The price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. Mm. That seems pretty apropos for what's going on right about fucking now. Fitting. Yeah. Number two. Two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. That's from Mr. Albert Einstein. All right. And the third... Man who walks around with hands in pockets feels cocky all day. <laughs> and that one was by Confucius say? I don't know. I don't but think so. I don't think so. Although Longhorn, like most philosophers, I won't be celebrated quite in my time. Hopefully, one day in the future people will listen back to this podcast and have a few quotes of mine, you know, <clears throat> sprinkled throughout their lives and you know, lessons. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's probably like, holy shit, goddammit, fuck those stupid Longhorns. Why Why did I ever pick them to, to win the Big 12 and make my biggest bet of the offseason? <laughs> Something along those lines. Probably so. All right, boys and girls, we do the podcast now. We are not going to do the good, bad, and are you fucking kidding me? Uh, starting next week, like we talked about last week, we are going to do that on a separate podcast, so... But just to recap last week, we did go 7-6, and six, won it on the free pick. So overall, a good week. Surviving week one in college is always tricky. So we did that, made a little money, and made you guys a little money on the free picks. But tonight, we are going to go over every, and I do mean every, fucking game in the NFL in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to have free picks that are monetizable starting this weekend to get you paid, but right now we gotta get paid to do that. Here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Amahore.com. Are you single and desperate? Do you want a woman to tell you that you're handsome and that she doesn't care that you earn less than 30k a year and smell like recycled newspaper that was used to pick up dog shit? Well, then we have an exciting and hassle-free service to tell you about. It's Amahore.com. Amahore.com is a revolutionary new service for single men like you to order an escort of your choosing anytime you want. And with Amahore's smart web technology, their website will learn what type of girl you like and make suggestions based on your preferences. Whether you like big tits, fat asses, ebony ladies, that's kind of redundant, big thighs, small necks, big mouths. I mean like fucking Julia Roberts big. Extra large fupas. Gross! Just tell Alexa what kind of girl you want and Amahore.com will deliver your whore du jour within two days with your Amahore Prime membership. Amahore.com also boasts the best return policy in the industry. They honor all returns with free return shipping except for girls with herpes, syphilis, the AIDS, crabs, fucking chlamydia, genital warts, scabies, or gonorrhea. Just visit Amahore.com and enter our code word GloryHole for 10% off your first strumpet fucking experience. That's Amahore.com code word GloryHole for 10% off that paid for vagina. One more time, Amahore.com code word glory hole jesus christ longhorn that amahor is a hell of a product now buddy as a prime member as i know that you are Super uh what is your favorite uh, aspect about that service well uh my favorite part about and i am thank you for recognizing that i am a um, super prime member uh, <laughs> for, for them uh, <clears throat> gold star status as they, they, they like to say I think my favorite part is that you get to itemize your sexual preference. So as we just established at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> I'm a BJ guy. Like I, I, I like to, I like to lay back and let them do all the work. So, uh, some people call that selfish. I call it, you know, selfish, but so what? It gets a job done and ammo horror is there for all of your needs. <laughs> Thank you.
good of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Baby, we are yeah. fucking back! It is week one NFL. We are here to kick this shit off. Boys and girls, just quick note. We'll be referencing this quite a bit this week. But one of the main trends we look at, week one division dogs since 2012. 37-17 and 68.5% ATS. 27, or sorry, 26-27, two straight, straight up. So basically a coin flip, so fantastic value on some money line dogs week one always in this matchup. So oh yeah. But we're gonna get started with the Thursday night game, but we don't usually reference Thursday night game, but this podcast should be out before this game. And it is the fucking world champion, Kansas City Chiefs versus Longhorn, soon to be world champion, Detroit Lions. So we had to fucking highlight this game. Right now, Longhorn consensus, still four and a half. See it bouncing to five some places. Kansas City, the home favorite. What do you got on this one? Well, as far as the matchup goes, you got to love the trenches for Detroit versus the trenches of Kansas City, really on both sides of the ball because, uh, you know, Detroit was bad on defense last year. But as I've been, you know, if you're a uh, you know, listening to the podcast for the last couple of years, I've been talking about how they're building. They're not going to be a pushover on defense anymore this year. Now, we'll see how good they are overall. That's that's yet to be seen. But that O-line against Kansas City's D-line without Chris Jones, that's checkmark Detroit. So they should be able to move the ball and have their way on offense. Uh, and then on defense, you know, two new offensive tackles for Kansas City. One of them, left tackle, was Donovan Smith, a failed left tackle. Well, he was okay when Brady was there. Uh, outside of when Brady was there for a short amount of time, he's been a failed left tackle. They're, they're counting on him to uh, step in and protect uh, Mahomes' blind side against Aiden Hutchinson, who is going to go beast mode all night. So, look, uh, it's gone down to 4.5 because of the Kelsey news, so I'm not inclined to grab a 4.5 when a 6 Six and a half, and even seven earlier in the summer was available. Uh, but you know, if I was forced to, and Kelsey was out, yeah, give me the four and a half. Now, there's word that Kelsey might be playing, so stay tuned for all that. But yeah, if Kelsey's out, give me the four and a half. I think I think Detroit makes this a damn close game. Comes down to right to the end, and usually games down in the end with Mahomes at home, he usually finds a way to win those games. Yeah, yeah, he does. Now. And honestly, I wanted to find a way to fade Patrick Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. And in full confession, I do have a plus seven, a very small ticket, uh, from early in the summer in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, The couple reasons why. Andy Reid, the narrative in Andy Reid in September is he's fantastic for his career. He is. 
over 60%, blah, 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 blah. You can't fucking beat Andy Reid in September, especially against a trend or against a spread. But if you look at the last two years, he's 1-5 ATS in September. Mm. <clears throat> and I think the reason why Longhorn is because if you look at what Andy Reid does, and the book on him has been he sits you know, at home and he comes up with all these new fucking plays and his gadgets, this and this and that and this and this and that. All fucking summer. And if you look at his career, he's had, you know, Donovan McNabb, who was, you know, at one time, maybe for one season, a top five quarterback, four or five seasons, maybe top ten. Other than that, about average, right? And then he had Alex Smith. He had the recreation project for Michael Vick. So he's never had great quarterbacks. So I think that he's come out guns a-blazing with his new plays and new gadgets and get them off to a great start. But now since he's had Mahomes and he understands what Mahomes is, I think he's been saving a lot of that. And I think we saw some of that in the Super Bowl, that one play they scored. They scored twice on the same play. And I didn't see them run that any other time during the year. So I think he's now sandbagging Belich- a la Belichick style because he doesn't have to get out there with his best shit. Um Early on, I don't. What do, you, what do you think about that? What? What? Tell me the trend again. What? What was it? Uh, for his for his career, Andy Reid's like over sixty percent in September ATS. But for the last two years, he's one in five ATS. So, so he's two and ten in his last two Septembers ATS. No, no. One in five. One in five. There's only they, been... they, they only play three games in September. Oh, okay. All right, all right. that makes sense now. Um, um, yeah. I mean, that's. I can't think. And of remember that that's so basically that's since they won their their first Super Bowl, so the, his first Super Bowl with Mahomes, they did the same thing as they always do. Came out, I think they're three and zero that September in 2019, guns a blazing. But since t- 2021, so the last two years, one and five ATS in September. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head uh, now. Uh, I don't know that COVID would affect anything like that as far as like getting together. And- that that doesn't include the COVID year. Okay. So la- the la- just 21 and 22. Yeah, because like notoriously Andy Reid and the Chiefs, they run a really hard camp. They play a lot of their starters. They go hard with their practices in preseason, and they go and they play their players in preseason, which not a lot of teams still do. So that's actually kind of shocking that he's um, one in five last two Septembers. Um, so, I mean, theory sounds – I can't disprove it and I can't think of anything else. So that, That's the only thing I can think is a, a guy like that who's so innovative and, you know, so creative, for him to be doing it for 20 years and all of a sudden, eh, we're going to suck against the spread in September. The only thing I can think is he's like, okay, I got – I have Tom Brady now. I don't need to fucking show all my plays. He can just go out there and win me games, and let's just let's move on. And New England started always started slow. Uh, yep, and I've got know. I've got a note of them later too that feeds right into that. Okay. So betting on Reed in September is really no or betting against him is no longer off the table in my opinion. Yeah. That's just kind of how it's been trending. And then we look at the Super Bowl champion. So the NFL did a great thing in 2020. They started having these. Previous year's Super Bowl champions opened the season on the Thursday night game. There's only been three games, so not a huge sample size, but they're 1-2 and two ATS so far. KC is the only cover. That was in 2020. Uh, Tampa Bay did not cover versus Dallas in 21, and Rams last year obviously got their fucking doors blown out by Buffalo. 
So defending champions, you know, that's far from a lock, obviously, so far, too. But I can't really pull the trigger, like you said, on the four and a half. There's a couple of different buckets that Detroit falls into. One of them is an 18, 18% cover ATS, so not bigly <laughs> there. But the other one is uh, a 61.6% cover. So that's pretty bigly right there. But then Kansas City also falls into a 64% cover bucket. It's all just kind of a wash from a data perspective. So I can't really make a call from that. Now, what ultimately, other than that, scares me about playing Detroit at this number is to me, the Lions still have to prove that they can go score the ball on the road. I hear you on the defense, and I believe you. You're the roster guy. But the defense wasn't the problem on the road. The problem on the road was they couldn't score the fucking ball, like at a historically bad clip yeah. home to road last year. So are they ready to step up and go score the football on the road in prime time in a very hostile? You and I were in Kansas City for the draft. Those goddamn people are bananas about their Chiefs. It's going to be fucking rocking. Can they go score the ball? I'm not sure. I... It, this this is a wait and see and prove it game to me, and I'm just not willing to sweat out a full unit. Like I said, I have a small bet plus seven. I'm not willing to sweat out a full unit on the fucking Lions game one, um, just for this. And then one quick note here that'll kind of come into play in some of the handicaps going forward. Last year, and again, this is only one year, so take it for what it's worth. Last year, eleven teams did not play their quarterback in the preseason. Those teams were three and eight in week one in ATS. Mahomes yeah. played and he oh, played yeah. well. Goff didn't see the field. Yeah, so. I've got I've got some of those in my write ups too going forward. Uh, two things on the uh, Detroit not scoring in the red zone. They actually, I mean, they drafted two players that they no hope, no no just on the road or sorry on the road on the road. Uh, they did draft two players that they hope can help alleviate that. Obviously, Gibbs the running back. Use him in kind of the, kind of that Kamara role and uh, the tight end that they drafted out of Iowa. They're hoping that those two players can kind of open the offense. But like I said in the preseason pod when we we're doing projections, J- uh, Jamison Williams is he's such a disappointment. I mean, he's suspended for six weeks or whatever it is. But like that's the key to unlock this whole fucking thing to turn it into uh, maybe they can win the division. To like, hey, we can make a run here. So like him being what he's been a disappointment on and off the field, man, they need that to turn to, to really become contenders. And I mean, if they, if they just, if they just not even just match the production at home, if they got 80% of the production at home on the road on offense, which is, I mean, well below average, but if they just got 80%, they would already be contenders. They I'm would gonna, already be contenders. I'm going to have my eyes on them Detroit Lions this year. <laughs> Well, you better because you pick them to win the Super Bowl. Nah. Over over the next three years, I, I, I get a, gave a caveat. I said over the next three yeah, years, he, they will. So, in fairness, he did not predict he did not predict them to win the Super Bowl this year. If you didn't listen to the preseason pod, shame on you, first of all. But just put that out there. Yeah. All, all right. right, moving on. Those hot Atlanta Falcons host the Carolina Panthers right now. It's been sitting. It's still sitting. It ain't moving. Three and a half point home favorites. Longhorn, what do you got on that one? Yeah, this is a uh, 
too many questions for Carolina with me on this one. Um, you got offensive line questions, and if you listen to the preseason pods, I kind of talked up Carolina's offensive line because on paper it should be good. The problem is they've had a couple of injuries, and and a, and their main left tackle has just looked like doo doo, which I can't explain at all because he had a good rookie year, and all of a sudden he just can't block anybody in the preseason. Uh, so too many questions going on over there right now. I do think they'll get it squared away as the season goes on, but they're playing right now. So it's, you know, offensive line questions with a rookie quarterback against a an Atlanta defense that has a bunch of new starters and something to prove. You know, like it's just everything points to Atlanta to me in this game. Carolina, they're good on defense, but they might be without Burns, their best pass rusher. He's got a contract dispute going on. I haven't seen today if he signed. I know that uh, Bosa did. So, you know, if he did sign, I, I, my apologies, I haven't seen it. But he is he's a very important piece of that defense. So if he's not playing. Quick I'll, question, though, <clears> like <throat> you brought that up. So even if he does sign and Bosa did sign and obviously Jones is still holding out. Okay, this is Wednesday we're recording this. Oh, limited. I mean, I mean 20 what, snaps. what impact could they really have on the they'll, game? They'll get 20 like like Bosa, twenty twenty five snaps is what I would expect. Which he's so good, he can make a, a you know he can make a yeah he probably get two sacks. <laughs> <laughs> he could, but but you got to be careful with that. You know you, they, these these people have not been in the camp. They haven't been practicing. They've been on their own. So you got to be real careful with these guys that are coming in. So uh, anyways, I haven't heard anything from him. So so I don't, I'm assuming he's out. Uh, Ritter is just he's going to be com- oh Atlanta's got a great offensive line. The triplets, uh, skill positions with, with Bijan, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Like, you can't ask for a better situation for a second year quarterback with a, with a good roster on offense. So, you know, it, everything points to Atlanta for me. I, I would much rather it be three than three and a half, but I will still lay the three and a half here in a rare favorite that I will, that I'm going to take, uh, on this week's slate. Yeah, and remember, this is Division Dogs, so yeah. big, big trend to Division Dogs. However, quick nugget on this one. In the history of the NFL, and we use, we use this, and I'll remind you, boys and girls, in just a second to win, the number one overall pick, when it is a quarterback, in their first game in the NFL, they are 5-21-1. Straight up. Bad. Is bad? It's kind of bad. We <laughs> used this trend two years ago in week one, and we told you. Houston was going to win no more than four games, but mm-hmm. God damn it, they were going to win week one with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. And the <clears> Jaguars <throat> came to town, and they fucking did it. Now, caveat to that, Houston was actually the dog in that game. That's how bad they were. They were a home division dog. You don't go against that in week one. You just fucking don't. So yeah. that that is the only difference here, but there's no way that I'm going to go against. I know the division dog trend is strong. It's probably a pass for me, but there's but no way not, I'm they, – They are division dogs. They're not home division dogs, though. True. They're yeah. road division dogs. It does not win at the same clip as the home division dog, but still close to 60%. Yeah. However, 5-21-1 straight up. Now, that doesn't mean they can't cover and still lose. They very well could. So – Take that for what it's worth, but I am not going to lay any money on anything that's 521 and 1, period. <laughs> no. All right, moving on. Those Baltimore Ravens. Oh, they host those affirmation. Houston, that's Houston with an H. Texans. 
And they are. Consensus now, 10 points. I see only one, nine and a half left, but consensus, 10-point favorites. Mm, mm, mm. Look, man, if this is your first rodeo, listen to this podcast, strap up, because we're going to be picking a lot of ugly, disgusting games that you're not going to like. You just mentioned Houston last year. Uh, in that in that opener uh, two years ago sorry two years ago like th- this is what this is how you have to bet in the NFL uh, this is ugly it's gross but I'm I'm holding my nose and I'm gonna take the 10 points uh, with with Houston for a couple reasons Baltimore look they got a brand new offense that they're breaking in with a quarterback that we're not a hundred percent sure fits this scheme. Now, they're talking it all up. They're saying all the right things. Everybody's expecting big things. But this is week one, and they haven't played in the preseason. We haven't seen it. Okay, so when he steps out on the field with all these receivers and this brand-new offense, that'll be the first time we see if this is going to work. Okay, so I do expect some early struggles, uh, not only in this game, but in the season. I don't think Baltimore's just going to come out, you know, firing on all pistons with this new offense. And, you know, we will see as the, as the season goes on if it's going to actually work. Uh, now, the pass rush for, for Baltimore, uh, it, it has high-end talent that I talked about in the preseason pods, but it's some unproven talent. So we need to see if it's going to actually perform on the field up to their capabilities. Uh, Houston does have their, – their offense is not great, and it's a rookie quarterback, but some of the best positions they have – on offense are the two tackles, Tunsil and uh, either Titus Howard. I'm not sure his status. They said he might play, he might not, but they traded for Josh Jones, who was a good tackle last year for Arizona, graded out well. So they're going to be okay at tackle against Baltimore. So it's just everything points to Houston for me. Ten points is huge in the NFL. I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you are. This is the NFL. This is week one. Give me those points. I'm taking Houston. Okay, well, uh, the data buckets are definitely against you here. Baltimore has fallen to a 69% cover bucket and a 58% bucket, and Houston falls into no buckets. And just a little note about Harbaugh and Week 1. So since Harbaugh's been there, Week 1, 11-4, ATS is the head coach of Baltimore, 3-1 since since Lamar took over in 2019. And the bottom line is, for me on this game, this is the game. These are the games that Baltimore blows people the fuck out. They're bully ball. They get a shitty team in their house. They push you around. They don't stop. They're gonna fucking bludgeon, bludgeon, bludgeon. They don't and run that. Just, all. That's not the, That's not what they do anymore, though. That's the thing. Well, we'll see. But I'm right. just saying, like Harbaugh and his nature, and this team and their nature, and their organization nature. They take shitty teams and they beat the fuck. Out of them, yeah, that's, I agree. That's I agree what with they that. do. I agree with that. But so just... it for for me, it's Baltimore pass. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way I'm taking Houston. It's Baltimore pass. I actually like Baltimore a lot in this game. Actually, oh man, I just... all right. <laughs> Let's see it, Lamar running three wide, four wide, brand new offense, throwing the ball. Okay. Oopty fucking oop. <laughs> They're running the oopty oop out there, <laughs> laying ten fucking points. We never fucking seen it. I mean, okay. How many receivers? Five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. Those Cleveland Browns, they're hosting. Oh, division rival, those Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, and Cincinnati. they are consensus home two and a half point dogs. 
Oh my God. I, I'm getting like a little bit of a hard on right now, Bocevas, because I get to hit that sounder for the first time this year. And if you are new to this podcast, when I hit the sounder, that is the sign, the signal that I am picking the underdog to win outright. I really love Cleveland here for multiple reasons. Burrow is a slow starter to the season. He always has been. He seems to never even have an off season. Like it seems to always be something, whether it's injury, he had his fucking like stomach surgery, whatever the fuck he had going on last year. This year it's the knee. He always has a, you know, just, just a weird off season and preseason leading up to the first game. And he struggles in the first, first game, uh, usually. So, uh, Burrow, he's one in four against Cleveland in, in his career. So for whatever reason, Cleveland kind of has his number. And, and really the bottom line, I'm a roster whore. This comes down to rosters. And for me, Cleveland has the better roster. And, you know, Watson is is a question mark. There's no doubt. Because like, we haven't seen him be good for, what, like two years now? So I am going a little bit on faith there that he can be the old Watson. Um, so, you know, that that that's the only part of my handicap that, that is a leap of faith. But everything else points me to um, – to Cleveland, and if Watson is is seventy to eighty percent of what he was his last year in Houston, then the wrong team is favored in this game. So I will gladly uh, eat up those two and a half points, and, uh, and Cleveland wins. Yeah, can't disagree with you on this one. Home division dogs, week one, zero chance that I'm betting against get. Now, since uh, he does fall into a seventy-one percent ATS bucket, however. Uh, there's not a lot of teams in that bucket in the data that we pulled. So, you know, it's not a big sample size. It doesn't scare me at all. Uh, Joe Burrow, no play in the preseason. Watson, he did play in the preseason. So, yeah, yeah there, there is zero chance. Zero chance. It is fucking Cleveland or pass for me on this one for sure. All right. All right, Longhorn, we're going to keep moving along here. We got the Indianapolis Colts. Hosting my Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. Plus five at home for Indy. Oh, what a bunch of suck asses. Longhorn, what do you got on these Colts? Well, home division dog play for me. I I don't love it, but, you know, that home division dog, just, just it's, it's hard to go against. I'm not going to go against it. And there's there are a couple things that I can see that would point to giving Indy a chance to not only cover this game, but uh, possibly steal one. Honestly, I'm not hitting the sounder on it, but, but it wouldn't shock me if this is really close right down to the end. And let's start with the, tr- with the trenches. The, the, the trenches are absolutely an edge to Indy on both sides of the ball here. Uh, and, and I talked about this in the preseason pod, Jacksonville, even though they're everyone's darling. And even though they played fucking awesome to end last year, it, <laughs> Man, when you're bad in the trenches and you got no pass rush, you're going to have to prove it to me that you can be really good and, and make serious runs in the playoffs. Now, they did it last year. Fucking Maybe Lawrence is just that good. Maybe he's going to turn into that type of guy that he's a trailer. You know, He's a truck, not a trailer, and he can just pull whatever and, and, and just get these wins. But you know, when, I, when I'm handicapping, I'm looking at trenches. I see no pass rush. Uh, Richardson should have. <laughs> he sucks at throwing the ball. And it's going to be painful to watch, but it shouldn't be the, <laughs> it shouldn't be the pass rush that leads him 
to his problem. So if he can just hit a couple of plays here and there, use his legs against that suspect Jacksonville defense, specifically up front, I, I like them to hang in this game. Um, you know, but to be and and then on the other side of the ball, for uh, what, what's the divorce? Uh, DeForest Bugner. He he should wreck shop. He, he should be a game wrecker in the middle of this Jacksonville offensive line that is not good. So I expect, you know, uh, Indy to kind of control both sides of the line of scrimmage. And then when you can do that and you're getting five points at home, you got a shot to hang in this game and you got a shot to win. But again, like I said, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the matchup between here's where it could go real bad. Jacksonville's wide receivers and skill positions uh, in general versus the Indy cornerbacks. Oh, my God. God, it could be fucking like peewee football embarrassing out there if if, <laughs> if Ridley and fucking uh and some and ETN and some of these guys start getting loose. They could get this could look really bad at the end of uh Sunday. But you know, home division dog, I'm gonna stick with it. Indy. Well, if you listen to the preseason pod, you know I picked my Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division. If you think that I'm gonna bet against them against the shitty Colts. Ah, you might be right. Yeah, um, so, division dogs, like you said. On top of that, Jacksonville falls into two very poor buckets. 42% ATS in one bucket. 25% ATS into another bucket. And, boys and girls, this is... So, I, I really can't believe that my buddy didn't hit the sounder on this one. Uh, if, you're gonna play, if you're going to play dogs... If you're gonna play dogs in week one, especially in the in with the, with the home division, which it's like it's it's an insane amount of straight up wins. This is the dog kind of dog you want to play. It is a high variance dog. So to my buddy's point, Jacksonville could walk in there and literally kick the <laughs> shit yeah. out of Indy. However, you don't know what you're gonna get out of Anthony Richardson. You have no idea. He could look Bad, 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 and all of a sudden he busts a fucking 60-yard run, gets some confidence, he fucking throws a ball, makes it complete, the crowd's into it, it's a comeback, here we go, here comes Indy, Jacksonville's on on their heels, they can't fucking get to him in the pass rush, and the rookie wins, you know, some crazy fucking game, and just like I said on the preseason podcast, I did pick my Jaguars to win, I think, 10 games? I think that's what I said. But I also said, they're also still going to do Jaguar things. And I said on the podcast, like go lose in week one to Indy. Yeah. So, I, I fully expect actually Indy to win this game, to be honest. And I've already bet him on the money line. Because, again, if you're going to bet a money line dog, this is the type of dog you bet. You bet the highest variance fucking possible. You don't want to bet a fucking... Uh, and I know he's not starting, whatever, but like a Davis Mills led under. You know what Davis Mills is? He's fucking. He's a nothing. You would. We don't know what Anthony Richardson. He's he could be fucking terrible, and he'd be great, and he could be both in the same fucking game. And if, as long as he's just a smidge better, great than terrible, you could fucking win this game. They could totally win this game. Yeah, I would have. I, they probably will be in one of my under. You know, uh, 
uh, underdog round robins for sure. Uh, I mean, they have to be. If, yeah. if you're going to do that at all this week, they have to be. Yeah, for sure. I, just, I mean, I don't know. It, you know what? Probably it's it's just because he's so fucking bad right he now. He is so bad. <laughs> he's so fucking bad. But that's, that's it. Only it only makes me like him more in week one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're now, right. talk to me in week ten. Probably not. Uh, week one, how about week two? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Those Minnesota, Vi- Minnesota Vikings, they are hosting those topless Buccaneers now. Uh, what do we call them? What did you call them the preseason? Oh, God, the Tampa Bakers. The Tampa Bakers, <laughs> and they are six-point home favorites. Ooh, they are, and this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. That's right, Bo Cephas. Are you feeling dangerous over there, buddy? Because I know somebody <laughs> who is. Listen, I'm not going to get carried away with this. Uh, obviously, we talked about Tampa Bay. We don't like them. Season long, do not do not like them. But this is week one, okay? Nobody knows how bad you are yet in week one, okay? Everybody's going in with high hopes, and nobody's quitting yet. And I talked about the preseason pad uh, pod that – one of the handicaps of them winning, I, sh- I should have pulled out our, uh, I'll pull that out uh, in a second, our uh, predictions for the for teams. I think I had them winning six games, and my, my handicap was that that good defense is going to eventually quit on this team that just cannot score enough points to keep up. So, But that's not going to happen in week one, okay? There's no quit in week one. So right now, there's talent on Tampa Bay. They have talent all over that roster on both sides of the ball. And we've talked about, you've talked about specifically how overrated Minnesota was. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Tampa Bay goes in here in week one with a better defense than the Minnesota Vikings right now, two monster receivers on the outside, and a gunslinging Baker who hasn't hasn't failed yet this year and steals one on the road and certainly covers the, the plus six. So, yeah, give me give me Tampa Bay plus those points. I, I kind of love this game, Bocevas. You'll get no argument from me. Um, there are no buckets on either side of this one. The numbers are in split disagreement. So, yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up 50-50. And, yeah, I, don't, I mean, like you said, every, everything's live right now. Everything's live right now. But I will I will put this out there. This game is at noon on Sunday. Yeah, there's that. There's that. You know, but, like, listen, uh, tickets, 66% going to Minnesota. 79% of the cash on Tampa, baby. Yeah, and somehow this line is still at six over the board. There is one five and a half out there. I do expect this line to move down from the six. I know it is It is a key number in the NFL, but it's not as key as the seven or the three. So by kickoff, it would not shock me if this number is down closer to four and a half or so. So if you're going to grab Tampa Bay, you better fucking grab them now. I'm right. on. Oh, the New Orleans Saints hosting those Tennessee Titans, and they are three-point home favorites. Yeah, this this is a this was a struggle for me, honestly, Bo Cephas. You know, you can't always have a great feeling on every game. There's a lot of fucking games in the NFL every week, and you're not going to love them all. 
This one's tough for me. I think the line is... I mean, the line's not moved. It's fucking stuck on three. No one really knows what to do, what to do with it. Well, it's, it's moved down from the summer, which I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, that, yeah okay, that's fair. But but over the last, what, month, three weeks, it just it just hasn't moved. So, um, you know, there's, there's things I like about on, on both sides. Vrabel, I mean, he's, a, he's a, an amazing coach as a dog of three or more points. But Tennessee didn't play their starters all preseason. Um, you know, it just I, – I'm, basically, I'm going to use that as my tiebreaker – on a game that I really just don't have a good feel for. I don't have a feel good uh, good feel for either one of these teams as of right now either, which pro- is probably leading to my doubt on this game. Uh, you know, some people like Tennessee way more than I do. I think I think in our preseason, I, I, I was two or three games under the win total for Tennessee and then New Orleans. Just something doesn't feel right for me. I could be way wrong because a lot of people, including you, have them going deep into the playoffs. So I just don't have a good feel for either one of these teams right now. I kind of want to get a feel and, and watch them. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to to New Orleans just because Tennessee hasn't played starters, and that's all I got. Yeah, I I do love New Orleans this year. However, I think this game will show me a couple things, a couple of questions. That I still have about them. However, uh, I, I can't play it either way. If you look at the buckets that these teams fill in, New Orleans fill in no buckets, but Tennessee does have a 61.6% bucket they fill in, but they also have a 50 50 bucket that they fill in. So that pretty much equals itself out. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a feeling with this either way. I'll be rooting for the Saints. Well, um, do, you just, want to, do you want to hear something that's scary? What's that? Tennessee is getting 93% of the cash and tickets. That's unheard of. And why is that line not moving? That actually makes me like New Orleans. Yeah, because the so one of the buckets that Tennessee filled, the positive bucket they fell in is that the line was three and a half, and now it's three. So dogs that moved down in Q1, 61.6% on the research that we've done. Um, so first four weeks of Whatever the summertime line is, if it closes less than that, uh, 61.6% of the time the dogs do cover. So that is where uh, Tennessee is sitting right now. However, I do see two three-and-a-halves right now. Oh, so that would put cool. it at even. So that that might not even might not even come to fruition. And with 93% of the money out there, it is kind of shocking. And like I said, but Tennessee does fall into another 50-50 bucket that we have uh, dropped them in. So again, I'm I'm not in I'm not in the mood of uh, coin flips on week one. We're trying to find some fucking winners out here. It's all a bunch of unknowns. We're trying to find the most known things that we can. So I have no feeling in this way. I will be rooting for the Saints, just in personal rooting interest. Uh, but other than that, I probably will not have any money involved in it. All right, all right. Moving on, those Pittsburgh Steelers, two and a half point. Home dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. Yep, and go ahead and hit that sounder because Pittsburgh Steelers are winning this fucking game. I'm sorry, the last two season openers for Pittsburgh. They beat Buffalo two years ago. They beat Cincy last year. Bring on another Super Bowl possible contender in here in week one to Pittsburgh, and they'll beat their ass too. This is just what they do. Too many questions in San Francisco for me right now. Purdy, you know, look, man, the kid looks good. Big cock Brock! 
He looked good. He might be a perfect fit for this offense and this system, but prove it to me. Prove it to me again, coming off a major surgery, that you can go out there and do this again in week one when you haven't. I mean, it was a limited. He did play. Did he play in the preseason? He did. He yeah, so he, he did play, but he they slow played him along the way. So he didn't get any like of the he didn't get any of the May camps. He didn't get any of the July camp. He was a late addition. So you know, uh, th- this is just a spot. Tomlin has a dog at home. This is just a spot for for Pittsburgh. I you know that pass rush for Pittsburgh and that defense. People are talking about Pittsburgh a lot more than I ever anticipated on our last uh, pod in the preseason. I actually bumped up Pittsburgh and put them into the, one of those wildcard spots in the AFC just because they keep getting talked up. The offense has been reportedly just humming. They have no offensive line questions as of now. Matter of fact, they traded they traded two offensive linemen in the offseason, in, in, in preseason. Like they're, they, they feel like they're so good and improved on offense that they traded away two of their offensive linemen. The rookie they took in the first round, he can't even crack the lineup as of right now. Things are pointing up for Pittsburgh. Now, we'll see if that comes to fruition. But, uh, yeah, I got no other way to go in this game besides Pittsburgh at home. All right, so uh, Pittsburgh is another dog decrease, so 61.6%. Bucket they fall into. They were three points in the summertime. Two and a half right now. I see some twos across the boards so that ten, uh, is continuing to fall. Now, as far as the game, Bosa did hold out. He did sign today, so I assume he will play. But like we mentioned earlier, I don't assume he'll make that big a difference in the game. Uh, Kittle, I don't know if he's going to play or not. I really don't give a fuck. Kittle hasn't. I don't no. remember the last time George Kittle played a game, so I doesn't really don't look care. It. it doesn't look like he's playing. Um, San Francisco is a little bit better than 50-50 on the road ATS since 2020. But, as you mentioned, Tomlin, as a home dog, ATS since 2010. 17, 4 and 2. Oh, 80% covering. Jesus. By an average margin of over six points in those games. However, last year, his first year without Big Ben in that stretch, they went 2 and 2. So, I do expect that trend to trend down heavily and quickly, as they will be dogs in a lot more games at home with Kenny Pickett than they were at Big Ben. But, I can't really argue with anything you said. On this game, uh, this week one, it's week one. It's week one. It's, you know, Brock Purdy road game. We'll see how they do. Now, if San Francisco's defense can travel and can, if both can get in there and maybe get a little pressure on Pickett, if they can stuff that run, I, I hate Pittsburgh's offense. I hate it. Their fucking weapons are trash. Uh, I can see San Francisco winning this game 17 to 10, some bullshit like that. I, I don't have any I'm not gonna have this as a play either way for sure. Um just because of that. I I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. Nobody it's not news anybody's been listening to this podcast. I don't believe in this Pittsburgh offense. I think the Tomlin thing's fucking overrated. But we'll see. Tomlin. We can yeah, I think so. Tomlin's overrated. You just you just you I, know, I you just think I think the Tomlin thing is overrated. Well, two and two, but he's fifty fifty without a Hall of Fame quarterback. So he's he's everybody else without a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, he's everybody well. else. All right. Well, as a home, actually, actually, he's worse than everybody else as a home dog. Fifty fifty is actually worse than the league average as a home dog. So, 
You're about to see George Pickens blow up, by the way, and you're, you won't be calling the weapons trash anymore. We'll see. Uh, I don't feel strong enough to bet it either way, but um, I, but I, I don't hate I don't hate your sounder. I don't hate it. Well, it's already in, so it don't matter. <laughs> all right, moving on. Those Washington soon to be Redskins again. I doubt it. <laughs> Seven point home favorites mm-hmm. against the <clears throat> Arizona Midgetless Cardinals. Longhorn. When is the last time the Redskins have been seven-point home favorites versus air? Yeah. Now that's that's just one of those say it out loud type things, and it don't it just don't come off the tongue right, and uh, <laughs> and it's also not going to look right on the TV, which is why is the Hello Corner TV game. They get the week one, rare week one. Uh, oh, don't week watch one. I know, but hey, man. Who's starting quarterback for for Arizona? Uh, I would assume the kid from uh, yeah. Oh shit, the kid from Cal. You just yeah. no no you no just, UCLA DTR right? You, no. Oh no, he plays for Cleveland. Yes. Fuck. Oh no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's why they're in the corner. Nobody's gonna watch them. But are we kidding ourselves? Like, who is Washington and Sam Howe to be laying seven fucking points to anybody in Week One? This is a hold your nose, just like I was talking about with Houston. It's ugly, but I'm taking the Cardinals on just pure, just just two, the, the numbers too inflated. Everybody, every fucking swinging dick going up to the counter this week is laying their money on Washington and laying those points. You want to be the guy on the other side that's saying, nah, I'll take the other guys. I'll, I'll take the free touchdown. And I'll, then I'll take my chances. So yeah, much like much like Houston, Baltimore, this could go really bad. Washington could just just roll up and and, and put one on them. Now McLaren, nah. McLaren, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Is, is he cleared yet? I don't know. He's got that toe situation going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he's he's supposed to play. Okay. Well, regardless, you know, like it's still, it's it's just one of those things. So I, I'm going to lean to Arizona. I'm going to take those points. I do. I I do like Washington. In a tease down, love them there. I like them if you're doing Survivor and one of those type things. But yeah, give me those points. Yep. So Arizona falls into a 58% ATS bucket this week. So that's a positive on them. Uh, the negatives on the Redskins. So the Redskins at home ATS since the year 2000. As home favorites, they are 31 and 50 and 3 ATS. That's 38.3%. Probably not good. And the under in those games are 46, 37 and 1, 55.4%. And when favored by seven or more, I asked the question, I got the answer. Since 2000, 6 and 13 ATS, 31.6%. And the unders in those games, 12 and 7. That's 63.2% to the under. And since Riverboat Ron took over, the under at home as a favorite is 6-3, So I will take the under in this game, and I wouldn't back the Redskins if my fucking life depended on it, lane seven points. So give me the under. I love your Cardinals pick too. And parlay those two together and make some fucking money. 85% of the tickets on the under. So everybody's thinking, or sorry, cash, cash. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just gonna fucking go. It's 
The over-under is 38, and there will be like 26 points scored in this stupid <laughs> fucking game. Probably so. All right, moving on. Chicago Bears. Oh, they get to. Oh, they finally get to do it. They finally get to host Green Bay. There's no fucking AA run. <laughs> They're favored by one point. Longhorn, tell these shitty Bears fans that they're finally, they're finally going to beat this team. Yeah. Listen up real good, uh, Chicago Bears fans. Listen to this. Hit that sounder. Oh, Green, no. Don't do it to him. Green Bay is coming in, <laughs> and they are going to continue to big brother whoop up on little brother here. Look, man, I just – Green Bay – is just a way better franchise. And I talked about in the preseason, there's no fucking way in hell that love is going to be good. Like, it just can't happen. You can't go from far to fucking Aaron and then right into another really good quarterback. So I don't think he's going to work out long term. But in this game, like you just said, that Chicago is dying. They're fucking... They're, they're, they're going to be on the edge of their seats. They're wanting this so fucking bad. But the problem is Chicago is one of the most overhyped teams this preseason. Like, why is there fu- – I think their season win to- totals continue to go up through the entire time, right up to, right up to you know, now. Like, like what is go- – why is it yeah, going – Yeah, wh- lots of money coming in on Chicago. And it, for what? For like they're 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 gonna be better, but they won three fucking games. Green Bay has a really good roster, top to bottom. Question marks at quarterback. Question marks on the outside with skill positions with youth. But outside of that, they are mounds better than than Chicago right now. Going forward, we'll see how it works out. Long term, we'll see if Fields can can turn this around. But in this game, get ready to hear an entire city fucking cry. On Sunday, because, <laughs> because they are going to still own your ass. Green Bay wins this game. Oh, my God. I love when we have, like, unexpected agreements. Mm-hmm. So, bucket-wise, Chicago falls into nothing. Now, well, they give me pause. Now, the Packers are in the 61.6% bucket dogs going down. They were two-and-a-half-point dogs, I believe, in the summertime, down to the one I expect this game to fully be pick by the time fucking Sunday hits. Uh, but they are in a 50-50 bucket as well. So, you know, it gives you a little pause. But division dogs, again, right now they are division dogs. Now it gets to pick them. Obviously, that doesn't count anymore. So, we'll see. But I, I loved your handicap. I was going to say the same thing. I don't give a fuck if it's Jordan Love. Buddy love, dude love. Oh, buddy love. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking give me all your love. I don't give a fuck who it is. Chicago, like, here's the thing. And I know know this from being a battered sports franchise fan. Mm -hmm. When you think you're on the cusp, man, you think this is is our time. We're so pumped up. This is our moment. We're going to fucking finally... Do it. And all the pressure becomes on that team to do it. There's no pressure on Green Bay to go win this game. Now, later in the season when they play in Green Bay, we'll see what the records are, what the situation is. It could be a totally different fucking handicap. But right now, all the pressure is on Justin Fields in Chicago to go win this game and finally get this goddamn gorilla off their back. And, man, when when it's like that, 
it is so almost impossible to fucking overcome that mountain. It just doesn't happen like that. So, yeah, I'm with you. And, and just real quick on the roster, you know, one of the big things I talked about with Chicago, because I, I was, you know, arrow up on Chicago, and I still am overall, just not as much as the fucking arrow is shooting in the fucking sky uh, for them with everybody. But Yeah, you had them doubling their wins. That is yeah, a huge fucking arrow up. Of course, but... But one of the things I said was how improved the offensive line was going to be. Well, turns out Tevin Jenkins, there I think he plays right guard. Uh, he had a an injury. He might not play. I actually I don't know how long he's out, but he's not playing this game, and that caused a domino effect because now Whitehead or Hair is it Whitehead or it's got to be Hair. Not hair. It can't man. be. It can't be Head. Uh, white Hair. <laughs> he he has to go from center, kick over to guard, bring in the backup set. Like just. It's already shuffling the deck on this offensive line, which you know should have been a strength with with some of the additions and draft picks they made. So I just don't like everything's leaning up. So yeah, I love it. All right, moving on. Those Denver Broncos. Oh man, there was a fucking great article out. If you boys and girls missed it, you need to go fucking find it. Where Sean Payton is eating him some Russell Wilson ass behind the scene, and I fucking love it because that's what he fucking needs. And they are three and a half point home favorites versus our Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, this is another game, not a great read that I have for it. So I'm going to just kind of lean on the uh, division dog in this one. Now they're not at home, and I know that, and I know that Denver has that huge early season altitude home advantage. Uh, so th- this, which is kind of leading to you know my confliction on this game. Uh, but, you know, it's a new offense for Denver. You just talked about the, there's some strife between the quarterback and coach. Now, obviously, the coach is going to win that battle in the long run because he's an awesome coach, and Russell Wilson's either going to shit or get out the pot uh, because Peyton's not going to take it any other way. So, long term, I do think this is going to work out, but like we said a million times, this is week one. Uh, now, with Vegas, all their weapons are intact. Jacobs is back in camp. Garoppolo knows the system, so although he's a new quarterback, it's kind of he's just going to fall right into that system that he knows. Some there's, there's enough things that point me to Vegas in this one. On top of the division dog thing, that I'm going to lean that way, but I don't love it. You know, it, it, I do love the three and a half. I would love four even better, but you know, I'll lean to Vegas. Yep, I don't have a lean either way. There are no teams filling any buckets. And if you look at our power rankings, this is exactly a zero delta at three and a half. There's no value in this game for me. Now, selfishly, I'll be rooting for Denver. But other than that, I got nothing. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, those Los Angeles Superchargers. They are at home and they are favorites over the Miami Tours. What's What's the spread? Three points. Three points. Yeah, I just th- to me this this is much like the Tennessee New Orleans. If it's three, I've got literally no lean either way. Now, if you can catch a two and a half with LA, I'd lean that way. You can catch a three and a half with Miami, I'm leaning that way. Uh, you know, L- LA, the Chargers, they're they're the team that schemed up to stop and slow down this Tua offense last year. So that you know they've got that feather in their cap. Uh, but but the Chargers didn't play anybody in preseason, so this will be the first time they're getting on the field against a a uh, Vic Fangio defense, who who I expect to do things with that Miami defense and cause problems for for the Chargers. So I just 
I really have no feel. I don't know if you do over there, Bocevas, but I've got no feel in this game. I'm going to have to just watch it, kind of see how the Chargers mix in, um, you know, that three wide receiver set with the, with the rookie Jefferson that they got, and just kind of see, you know, there's question marks on Miami. Is there a defense? There, you can poke holes into the Miami defense. Now, I do I do trust the defensive coordinator to fix it eventually, but right now you can poke holes in it. Ramsey's not there. He won't be there for a while. And that offensive line for Miami could be a problem. Armstead, I, I think he's questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. The rest of the line, it's it's okay. Um, and, but, but honestly, I don't know if the Chargers are good enough on defense to take advantage. Now they should be on paper, but they should have been last year on paper and they and they weren't. So this is a this is a watch and see. No leaning of the way. What do you got? Nope. I love the Chargers here. Um so two teams filling the 18% cover bracket. Miami was one of them with no other redeeming qualities. Now Herbert did not play in the preseason and Tua did. I gave you the stats on that earlier. However, Herbert is 3-0 ATS in his career in week one, so I have no fear that this dude is going to be ready to fucking rock and roll. And I see this game actually being a blowout. I love the Chargers in this one. Whoa, okay. All right, moving on. Those New England Patriots hosting those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. And they are now consensus down to four-point home dogs. Yeah, no one's going to like it. Everybody's going to hate it, but give me New England at home here against the Super Bowl hangover Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if this game was played a month from now, two months from now, three from, three months from now, yeah, give me Philly. But this is, you know, this is week one. Philly's working in a lot of new people, especially on defense, two new coordinators. I don't think they're just going to hit the ground flying you know, like an eagle up in the sky. It's going to take a little bit of time to get this going. No pun intended. No pun intended. Now, on the other side of the ball, I don't think New England's going to be a very good team. But I, there's just still something about Belichick with a with the off season to prepare. He's loaded up on defense, so he should have some people over there to scheme up something to slow down an Eagles team enough in week one when they should be, you know, uh, rusty to, to hang in this game and have a shot. I'm not hitting the sound or anything, but yeah, I like, I like new England catching those points. All right. This is the ultimate coin flip game to me this week. If you look at where the data lies, so full agreement on new England from the numbers. If you look at the buckets, uh, new England is in the 61%, 61.6% bucket of home or uh, dogs have decreased since the summer line. But you look at the Eagles, they're in a 60% bucket for his ATS and also a 58% bucket for ATS. So you got it going both fucking ways there. And then if you put on top of that, the Belichick thing, well, here's the thing about Belichick. He's not very good against the spread early on. So I went up, looked at the data. I didn't think that he was, so I just double-checked myself. So since week one, or since the year two, since the year two thousand, in week two one ATS, he is eleven and 47.8 percent, seven and seven at home, and one and one is a home dog. So literally, fitty fitty, I will not bet coin flips in week one. I refuse to fucking do it. So I can see this game going either way. I don't hate your handicap, but I don't love it either. 
So I'm, I remember, I, I remember last, I remember last year in Week One, I had I believe New England plus three and a half against Miami. That may have been in Miami if I re, if I remember. No, correctly. no, no, it was in New England, and was they got it? their asses blown out. Well, not and, not necessarily blown out, but and the other and the other thing that I don't like about New England here is Bill Belichick is terrible against running quarterbacks. Terrible. Yep. And you've got Jalen Hurts, who I've said it, you know, several times. Well, no, I've said it about Phils, but Jalen Hurts is a very good running quarterback. Now, how much will they run him in week one, especially if they're in the lead? Zero. Maybe, maybe Zero can... rushes for Hurts. He's not, <laughs> he's not allowed in week one. Maybe New England can catch that, you know, three points or so or whatever. Who knows? Uh, if you get over the three, I don't hate New England, but I, there's no way I would fucking bet it. Um Either way, I don't like it really either way. It's, it really is the coin flip game of the week to me. But, yeah, there's no way I can back Belichick. He's shown that he's fucking 50-50 in week one, and he sucks against fucking running quarterbacks. And even against shitty – well, can't say shitty. Tua was good last week, last year when he played. And, yeah, yeah. They, they pretty much got railroaded in week one. Go, Pats, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Those Seattle Seahawks, they are hosting those Los Angeles Rams, and they are five-and-a-half-point home favorites. Yeah, this is a pretty simple one. Well, it's actually not simple. Did you say five-and-a-half? It is back to five-and-a-half now. Yeah, like if it gets to six, then it's not so simple uh, because I, I can't blame you for taking a flyer with the Rams plus six division dog. Type thing, uh, but at five and a half, you got to lean to Seattle. I'm leaning to Seattle. Um, Cooper Cup out. That's that's th- this this Rams team could not suffer any missed games from any of their established star players because the rest of the roster is absolute shit. And and you know, outside of Stafford, maybe the most important player that they could not do without is Cooper Cup. So him being out is just on offense, it, certainly for, for certainly for an on offense. Uh, I just, you know, if, if it gets to six and you want to take the Rams, fine. If it gets to six and you want to tease down Seattle, even better. I, I got to lean to Seattle here. Now, isn't Seattle missing uh, one of their best cornerbacks and, of course, their best linebacker in Jamal Adams? Uh, well, Adams, I don't even count on Adams anymore, but I'm glad, <laughs> at least you called him a linebacker, not a safety. But, yes, he is out. Uh, Witherspoon, the rookie, is is probably not going to play. But, you know, they, it, it, they're they still – I mean, they didn't have him last year, and, and the other corner was, was uh, one of the best corner, best rookie corners in the league. So, yeah, I, don't, I mean, who's he going to cover? Who do they need to cover? They need two good corners to cover who? That's a fair point. That is a fair point. Uh, again, this is a no-delta game per our power rankings at 5.5. Uh, this line has not moved. Now, I did move, but now it's moved back, so it's the same as the summer line, so no change there. Division dogs, like you said, with the Rams, so going against a pretty good trend there if you do bet Seattle. And Seattle since 2010, that's when old Sneaky Pete took over. 6-6-1 six, six, and one, ATS in Week 1. 3-2 and two at home, though, but... One and two is home favorite. But here's the other thing. If you're thinking about putting the Rams in your money line dog parlay, I wouldn't no. because Sneaky Pete in week one, since he's being the coach, 13-0 and straight up. So shitty ATS, 50-50 to shitty um, as home favorite. 
it don't matter. He wins. It's 13-0 week one. So definitely not backing the Rams on the money line. I don't really have a feeling for this game either way, but uh, just I wouldn't. I would not put the Rams in your money line uh, parlay. That's, and, that's what I wouldn't. Do. And the Rams didn't play starters in preseason, and Seattle yeah. did. That, that's another good point right there too. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, those Dallas Cowboys! <laughs> they are Sunday night football at those New York Football Giants, and they're three and a half point road favorites. Uh-oh, this is the big dick pick of the week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm going to put my dick in. That's right. I am picking the Giants to beat and upset my Super Bowl <laughs> picking for the NFC Dallas Cowboys again. It's week one. This is not going to be. This is not going to affect what I think Dallas is going to do the rest of the year. If you recall, was it last year that they lost? That Dallas lost to uh, Tampa Bay in week. The last one? two years they lost to Tampa. Yes, Bay in week and one. they and still go on and win twelve games. So like this, just because I'm picking my Super Bowl team to lose week one does not mean I'm down on the Cowboys. But this is week one. Dallas didn't play any stars in the preseason. You know, it they're home division dogs. I mean, the better I, the better coach, in my opinion, is Without on the Giants. Is on the Giants. Better quarterback? <laughs> that's debatable. That's debatable. So yeah, I just look. I know that Dallas owns the Giants, and they do. Well, they do, and they well but, they do, and they but, have, and we do, and they might do it again. But like, I'm taking those three and a half points for sure. And at least here on the podcast, I am picking the Giants to beat them and start the season 1-0. Yep, I love, love, love this pick. Home division dogs, like you said. Buckets, uh, the Giants fall into the most positive buckets of the week. 60% bucket, 58% bucket, no negative buckets. Now, no buckets for the Cows at all. But Dallas, since 2016, that's when Dak arrived. Three and four ATS week one. And more importantly, to your pick, two and five straight up. And the under is five and two, 71.4%. One and two ATS on the road during that time, 0 and three straight up, more important to your pick. And the under on that is two and one and has missed by an average of eight points. On a total that is forty-eight and three on average, so I think this total is sitting at uh, forty-seven. Mm-hmm. So give me, and I've already bet this, uh, the Giants on the money line and a fucking under for a two-game parlay. I fucking mm-hmm. love the Giants. All right, love it. All right, moving on. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. <laughs> Oh, and it's those New York J-E-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. And they are home dogs. Oh, my God. When is the last time Aaron Rodgers has been a home dog? But he is here. Two and a half points. Longhorn, what do you got on Aaron and the Jets? 
Well, I don't know the last time he was a home dog, and I also don't know the last time that I picked both of my Super Bowl entries to lose week one, but I am doing it here. Hit that sounder. I like the Jets to steal this one at home for a few reasons. Uh, and again, just because I'm picking against Buffalo in this game week one does not mean it's not going to change my opinion of them long term. I do still think they make a run to the Super Bowl. Um, but that pass rush for the Jets going against this offensive line for the Bills, which talked about had a couple new um, starters. Well, one's a rookie, and actually another one may he may or may not play, which is which is causing a little bit of a shuffle. I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that in week one against a ferocious pass rush. Um, now, there are question marks on the other side with the two tackles for the Jets uh, going against a still good pass rush for the Bills without Von Miller. It'll be great when he comes back, but right now it's good. Uh, so that is a problem. That could be problematic for O'Aaron when he has to flush out and try to make plays. But, you know, overall, the roster's... Obviously, the roster advantage is to Buffalo, but it's not like, you know, the Jets are playing with a bunch of chum out there. They got a really good roster top to bottom uh, with just a couple questionable spots. So, yeah, I'm picking both of my Super Bowl teams, Bo Sevis, to lose in week one. So, let's go home division dogs. Beat that ass. Fucking ballsy. Uh, yeah, I got nothing to say against that at all. There is, I mean... Aaron is usually a slow starter, notoriously for the season. However, like I said, when is the last time this motherfucker has been a home dog, you know, or sorry, has been a dog at home? And if you look at the line, it has moved uh, from the pre or from the preseason projection. So that does put him in a good bucket there. Yeah, it's Jets or pass for me here. There's no other way to play it, but hey, 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 running the Jets. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, that was all those wins coming to the air tonight, baby. It's time for those free picks. I said free picks of the week. Lay it on them, baby. All right. My official free pick of the week is going to be Pittsburgh Steelers catching two and a half at home. Uh, but a little bonus on the podcast only is going to be a five-team money line parlay with every single team that I hit the sounder on or big dick pick. It was the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, and New York Jets. That five-team money line parlay pays forty-two to one. God damn, forty-two to one. Let's fucking hit that week one, yeah. and we can just retire. This will be the last podcast you ever fucking hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my free pick this week in college is going to be Georgia Southern minus a seven. This number should be over 10. It is steaming up, boys and girls, so grab that seven now. Now, it's no secret around the sports patio that I fucking hate Trent Dilfer. He's not just an (laughs) idiot. He's an idiot who thinks he's smart, which is the worst kind of fucking idiot that there Uh, is. And last week, he brought the negative karma on himself 
and the team by making an asshole move to cover the spread versus something called North Carolina A&T. Now, Longhorn, I know you watch this game closely, but I'll reset it for you just in case you forgot. Please do. The spread was 24 and a half. UAB is up by 22. North Carolina A&T couldn't score. They punted the ball. Great punt. They downed the punt at the one-yard line. There's three minutes left in the game. UAB is up by 22 points. Now, of course, you don't want to get a safety, some cheap score on your team. Move the ball away from your goal line. No problems there, right? Take a knee, game over. No, 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 no. With three minutes left, because Trent Dilfer said he didn't like what he saw out of his offense. He wanted another two-minute drill. <laughs> so with three minutes, they drove 99 yards oh. in 11 plays, throwing the ball on eight of 11 plays, including the touchdown pass, to cover the spread. That's that's the shit you don't do. But again, he's new to the game. He'll figure it out. Well, this week they get Georgia Southern. First of all, Georgia Southern is one of the best teams at home in the nation. ATS thirty-two and twenty since becoming an FBS school. And when they're at home as a favorite, even better nineteen and eleven ATS. Secondly, they can flat out score the fucking ball with this air raid offense, and they are good at creating havoc on defense. Dilfer and his stupid high school staff that he brought with him are about to get fucking baptized in fire by some sunbelt heavyweights. This game opened at three and a half. It's all the way up to seven, seven and a half at some place. Like I said, it's going to keep fucking going up. This game should be over 10 easily. Grab Georgia Southern right now. Fly Eagles fucking fly, baby. And then my bonus pick on the parlay only that you can get is going to be the pizza money parlay as it will every week. You get Vanderbilt, Moneyline, Northwestern, Moneyline, UMass money line, and that three-team parlay pays you twenty-six and a half to one. So ten dollars for yeah. your pizza makes you fucking uh, was that two hundred sixty-five dollars? You got a twenty-dollar $20 pizza. That's fucking five hundred and whatever it is, thirty dollars. So yeah, pizza money parlay. Get after it, boys and girls. Longhorn, you tell them where to get after this fabulous website one more time. Award winning episode number 147 is in the books. And speaking of books, if you would like to beat your bookie into submission this season, be sure to go to the footballgloryhole.com and check out those premium package picks. We've got NFL, we've got college, we got combination, and our prices cannot be beat. While you're there, check out the free picks. If you just want to dip your toes in, use the free picks. Okay, you can do that. I mean, you're not maximizing your value, but you want to start there? Fine. Start there cuz once you once we start dating and you start and you start coming back, we will become partners <laughs> for life and both Stevens. That's of course always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football. Drinking beer and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us up, baby.